Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Bunny, hello, hello, hello. How are you, my dear? I'm good. I'm fully vaccinated, and within two weeks, I will be fully immunized against COVID-19. Okay, me too. I, okay, I'm fully vaccinated. I got my second one on Friday. But we, so when you get the second one, you're not fully immunized by that point. It's, you still have to wait to be to be immune. Yes, you have to wait for a couple of weeks for it to fully take effect. Like the, I've heard two weeks. I've heard you know three weeks. I've washed my hands, the skin off my hands for one year and worn <laughs> this fucking mask. And it is getting more and more trying as the summer comes. So I don't want to fuck that up. And I want to be, before I do anything, I want to be, you know, let the vaccine sink in. And I don't know about you, but, you know, a lot of people online are talking about the 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 issues they had with the vaccine. Um, everyone's going to be different, but... Mm-hmm. I had a just a sore arm the first shot, um, just the way you would have with a flu vaccine. The second vaccine, three weeks later, I got the Moderna one. Uh, I felt a little lackluster. Um, so it was like I was on stage. No, I felt yeah. a little, um, you know, like a little bit achy, slight, slight headache, although that could be related to a sinus infection. I did not feel bad at all after the second one. And I was gearing up for a doozy because a few months ago I had a vaccine one and two for shingles, which is something that we over 50s get. And honey, that second one knocked me out. I was bedridden for- I want to knock you out right now. Well, you do have shingles. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the um, yeah, I mean th- that one was I, that one was tough, and the the Moderna vaccine for me was nowhere near as rough as the shingles vaccine. Yeah, I had a sore arm the first day, and the next day I had like a, a headache and like a little like a slight, slight, slight body fatigue. But nothing too crazy. But, I mean, I didn't know about the whole immune thing. I literally got my shot and went straight to the glory hole. So I may have fucked up my chances with everything. Wait, you you mean you didn't get your shot? You got a different kind of shot at the glory hole. Right. Yeah, Uh I got that one in, in, in my butt. You got several of those. Well, you know, that's an option for people who just who would be who want your hole but would be turned off by your face so i'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna frown on it the only wood you give men is fucking splinters from a glory <laughs> hole so if that's oh what it gotta God. be that's what it gotta be i have a question buddy would you ever is there if if you fast fancy yourself maybe like a couple years younger or even now would you get into like an only fan situation oh no never no, I would No? Well, I, I don't I don't think many people would sign up for that. 
You don't know that. that, that girl, there's a well, market that, for everything. Okay, there is, but I'm not marketing my body or any sort of porn thing going on. So, yes, there may be a few sad souls, <laughs> sad who, souls. Who, would, who would sign up for my, uh, you know, OnlyFans page. But I that doesn't mean that I want to do that. So, yes, I could also do cameos, but I have not seen fit to do that either. So, you know, we choose how we present ourselves. This is true. This is true. But I mean, people are out here. I, there's a doc about OnlyFans on Hulu and how lucrative the industry is. And it's just it's just so crazy how like the porn industry has like flipped around. And like, we don't need the studios. We don't need all this. We're, I'm going to take my iPhone. I'm going to take my Android and film this guy sucking my dick and make $10,000. It's so crazy. I I mean, I think the majority of people who were on there would kind of be looking at my OnlyFans to uh, giggle rather than be aroused. And, you know, it might well be very funny, and that would be worth the money, and I am in comedy. But, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, if I was were interested in porn, that probably would have come... In my 20s, 30s, and uh, mm-hmm. those are long gone. So um, now, you know, some pe- I don't fully understand Patreon, um, but I do Patreon want to- is imp- I mean, I guess you can show, you, you can put whatever you want on Patreon, but Patreon, as far as I know it, isn't like a, a sex thing at all. But I'm sure some people do, do sexy stuff on there. Yes, I, I was hearing that a few queens would like first put their, you know, sexy photos or, you know, they'll do a photo shoot and, they, and they'll put it on the Patreon first so the diehard fans can just get it, get it, get it before anyone else. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, but the, and, and there's a few comedians who do political stuff sometimes and then, you know, uh, personal stuff or comedy stuff sometimes. My issue is this, and it's probably with my generation, is that I liked the idea of me doing a show and people knowing exactly what they're getting. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that the audiences don't leave confused. I'm saying that, <laughs> um, that well, they, th- they, they know that they're getting a show of at least an hour when they pay to come in this room. So I have done download shows uh, since the pandemic where I do like a special Mm -hmm. that's an hour long or 40 minutes. And, you know, they know that. And and I just, I I would feel odd. I mean, I don't mind making money, but this is also a a generational thing because older people are a little shy about GoFundMe and that kind of stuff. Other people, you know, even people my age will say, I want to do a documentary on this rare drag scene in Mexico in the 40s. And it sounds so interesting that people with money or friends or supporters want to. I mean, artists have always had patrons long before yeah. there was Patreon. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just a different way of looking at it. But my, the old-fashioned way of looking at it is that, well, if you want to make a movie and you don't have the money, you can't make the movie. You can't make or, the movie, yeah. You know, or 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 um, if you were any good, why aren't you? And if your other film projects were good, why can you now not attract the money for this? Now, one thing would be that uh, you've done other film stuff; it had been great, and you uh, and but it had been low budget or whatever. And then, <laughs> you know, this is a special topic that warrants right. funding because people want to see the finished product but i don't know it's just there's no guarantee that you will do the finished product it's just it's a little <laughs> odd <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i'm I'm not an only fan i don't think i'm an only fans person either and i i don't see myself doing anything like that and i do have weird feelings about gofundmes and stuff like that sometimes like there was a queen a while back and it was like not a while back i want to say like three or four years ago her name was I, Ali Gonza, and she worked at uh, Vodka Soda Bottoms Up, but by, uh, who was owned by that racist ass motherfucker Richie, 
him, Richie Torres, whatever his name is, the fucking dickhole. Anyway, that's that's not the point of the thing. But she, she, she Richie friendly. She worked there, and then she started, and then she started a GoFundMe, and and, and the GoFundMe was like, I want to get my teeth done, and then it was like her GoFundMe was like ten or twenty thousand dollars, and. I mean, I get like you don't have the money, so you're asking the community to help you out. But it was it got a, a lot of negative feedback. They were like, "Girl, we like we all, we all want to get our teeth done," or something like that. But it was it was a really interesting uh, GoFundMe situation. I one that I seen everyone one really resenting the person for like having the audacity to start. It was very interesting. Yes, well, there's some that I've given to, and some that I've yeah, shared. Same. And people, yeah. you know, mocked the the very idea that they were getting this because they knew something about the person, like they were druggy. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. a performer who I won't mention who uh, had, has done a bunch. And, you know, after she had gotten, um, you know, quite a lot of money on GoFundMe, a wealthy benefactor stepped in and paid for the whole thing. And she let everyone know. So they kind of looked at her other subsequent GoFundMes as, oh, is this one, you know, or is this really going to be, you know, she got more money than me. Why, why would I help her out? But, you know, I remember. And now we know how Bianca Del Rio started her career. <laughs> well, I, I do remember Candace Kane had a, a benefit for her nose job. And this was before Word. GoFundMe. But of course, you know, we went and did it because we loved her and she didn't have the money. And, you know, she also didn't have a history of, of doing these things again. Yeah. But. Well, a, kind of along the lines of fostering community, and uh, <laughs> which is kind of what we're talking about with, with uh, Candace Gaines, GoFundMe, and et cetera. I think that ties into one or maybe both of our headlines. So shall we get into them, Miss Lady Buntree? Yes. Headlines. This week, we are... Just, these are two... Big thing. Well, one is trending like like globally across left, right, uh, black, brown, white, Lil Nas X and his controversial new video. And this is more so I feel more queer stuff. Uh, Utica, who is a contestant on the current season of RuPaul's Drag Race, there was just a roast and she is being accused of fat shaming. So we are intrigued on your thoughts about both of these two things. Uh, how do you how, how do you feel about it? Do you do you think are you in agreement that Utica is fat shaming or are you like no bitch? It's a fucking roast. You can make fat jokes. Like what the fuck is wrong with you, Monet? You dumb bitch and uh, and you know whatever. And um, well, do, how you do you know, feel about Monet, the context video? But mm-hmm. Monet, I was very very offended by the whale noises that Utica made. I mean, as a whale, sh- they weren't recognizable to me. <laughs> that was very offensive that she would appropriate my whale fatty culture and not even do it right. <laughs> <laughs> so I reject um, her apology and I put her next to Sherry Pipe. No, I'm just kidding. Um, ah! <laughs> oh, girl. She who shall not be named. Sherry Pie, the Voldemort of drag. Anyway, so we're asking questions about Lil Nas X. How do you feel about Lil Nas X's new video, Call Me By Your Name? The, the, the video, a lot of it has upset a lot of people because it, uh, to quote the right, and a lot of lefty black people who are religious, um, that it is demonic, it is satanic, and it is repugnant, and it is a stain on... On, uh, on music and black people and yada 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 yada. But but wait, moment, no, none of that, none of those factors hurt your career. <laughs> Demonic, a stain on black people, gay people. I mean, you did okay with it, so yeah, I'm I won gonna... fucking drag race with it, bitch. Now, well, you take... have one. <laughs> let's take this call my opinion on the whole fat shaming thing is like it wouldn't be fat shaming if the jokes were actually funny <laughs> but they weren't funny so it's like what's the point this is where Monet and I disagreed a little bit because yeah. you know, if you tell a fat joke um, and you're against fat jokes and you need to apologize for fat jokes and I'm saying if I don't believe that I say tell all kinds of jokes if you believe that fat jokes are wrong, 
it doesn't matter if they're funny or not. And, and uh, you know, I, I did read the apology by Utica, and she apologizes for tasteless jokes. And um, she doesn't apologize for bad jokes, because if you were only apologizing for bad jokes, then Simone would also have to apologize because she bombed as well. Yeah, and and but I agree more with this caller. I feel like again to his point, uh, and kind of what Bunny and I disagreed on this week is that had Utica's jokes, fat jokes, been funny, no one would have cared. Because for example, people, a lot of people made fat jokes. A lot of people made comments about Utica, uh, not Utica, about Nina Shoulders and uh, yes, how big just, she is compared like to the other girls. Yes, Candy um, made a, a joke about um, how if Drag Race was the Olympics of drag, then Nina West was the stadium, which is a right. reference to her size. Yeah. So I feel like had Utica's joke been funny, people would have been laughing with her. No one would have been saying it was fat shaming. But regardless of all of that, because I do agree with this caller, the jokes were not fat shaming. I don't think they I don't think there was any fat shaming involved. It is a roast. When you do a roast, you are signing up for these jokes. Like that's what roasts are. I think a lot of the young kids watching the show, they don't get that. Like for example, in New York City, there was a big cultural, a big thing called the Friars Club. And the Friars Club was a big roast uh, for lots of big celebrities. Famously, Whoopi Goldberg was dating, who was it, Ted Danson? Do you, do you remember who it was? Yes, yes, and he did blackface. Yeah. He did blackface. But again, like, and it was a roast. she wrote the lines. She wrote his jokes. Yeah. yeah, Whoopi wrote the jokes. So I think that, like, when you assign, when you are going to a roast, now, <laughs> uh, today, now, I don't think I would be here for someone doing blackface at a roast today. Um, but that's just from my particular taste and how I feel about stuff. But but uh, uh, roasts are just really incendiary and they get they get really down and dirty. And if you are signing up to do a roast, you're signing up to hear those type of things. So I do not think that it was fat shaming under any circumstances. But but you see, this is where you, you need to understand what the, 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 the PC culture is like. The PC culture says you cannot make any fat jokes good or bad. So, I mean, yeah, the PC culture says fat jokes are off the limit. It's body shaming. And, you know, even Nina West chimed in and said, babe, it is a roast and we're all in on it and fully aware it was a roast. Give yourself yeah. a little grace. Lonnie Love tweeted, you are fabulous, Utica. It's a roast, so no offense taken. I really enjoy watching you this season. But this is something I thought was very interesting that Elite Daily wrote. If anything, the backlash Utica received is most telling of Drag Race's rapidly growing fan base. Pretty much every roast challenge and reading challenge in past seasons has included a few jokes about size, many of them which were received well by the queens being targeted. As Drag Race continues to cultivate a wide mainstream audience, contestants will have to challenge themselves to be more clever with their humor rather than throwing around fat jokes, even though I think fat jokes can be clever. But at Absolutely. the same time, Elite Daily goes on fans new to drag culture should understand the history of roast and they don't and reading within the community they don't before piling hate on someone in the yeah. end it's all part of the growing pains of bringing a subversive underground art form into the mainstream and i'm part of the subversive uh, part no bitch you're part evolve. of the, no you're no you're part of the underground <laughs> the, the, the underground oh. and no one knows or cares about <laughs> <laughs> and just, 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 to, just to add on that, um, Michelle Visage also told Utica not to apologize at all, that it was just not funny and it was fine. So, again, I, I, I agree with that. I, I don't think that Utica should have apologized and I don't think she needed to. I really don't think she needed to. But if you do, we're curious to hear your takes on it. I think we should take another call, Lady Buntry, because we are backing up, honey. The kids have things to say. Let's okay. go with this one. I feel like when she first said them in the practice, they were kind of iffy. And when they flat out told her, you shouldn't say these, these are rude. And then she did them anyway, then it crosses the line. Because you were told it would be taken the wrong way. And you still decided to go up there and do it anyway. 
Well, I can you know, kind of see a point there. And, and again, but also you have to realize these people are making a reality show. So they're building. So they're building a show to make to 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 show that she that she was like got advice not to. And she did it anyway as to why she may be justified in her going home. So you have to look at it in the, in the context of a reality show. And now sometimes, for example, season eight with Bob is a perfect example. When they were up there rehearsing for that little street meets performance, when they had like that B-52s performance. Lucian Piani was literally telling them to not do what they did, and they ended up being safe and um, and doing well in the challenge. So when the judges give you critiques, sometimes it is your it is your uh, 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 your choice whether to take their advice or not. Maybe there could have been a reality where Utica did not listen to their advice and she worked on the jokes at home and made them funnier. You know what I mean? But you know, it's it's all how you perceive it. You know, I, I'm interested in something the caller said. My thing is that they had begun this segment, and I only watched the free segments that they put on Instagram. Um, the, uh, and I only watched those when we have to talk about one of the questions, one of the segments on, on Ebony and Irony. But so they had already, you know, I mean, I guess they had already to package this up in a neat, you know, episode where, um, uh, I mean, to neatly package this in an episode where Utica goes home. They'd started it by making Utica look fake. Maybe she is fake because they had gotten rid of Tina Burner, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, Utica had got was the lip syncer who got rid of her. And when they went back to the workroom after the lip sync, Utica was going on about how she felt bad about Tina. And then they cut it in with a, an interview segment of Utica by herself, which said, um, oh, well, maybe I'm a lip sync assassin. You know, look out for And it was kind of like gleeful that Tina Burr. So if you put those two clips in the workroom and in the solo interview together, it makes Utica look like she is absolutely fake, phony, and a bad backstepper now i've never met her so i don't know if she is that i know that the show encourages that kind of behavior but i don't actually know if that's what it is but in a world of manipulated reality tv i will say this (laughs) all all the press for the the rue girls on the current season is carefully you know uh crafted and you know (laughs) i I I, just, I think that you know you there were so many articles written about the apology that you know it was like well the world of wonder was really concerned about um, these horrible they were called crude they were called uh, jokes from Utica well then they didn't have to air them or they could have aired just one of them and another thing even though Utica set did bomb when she told RuPaul to stand up. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. And funny enough, none of the articles mentioned that joke. So sometimes we wonder how the what channels the press goes through because obviously that joke refers to a, you know, uh, not very well kept secret that when Rue is sitting behind the dead desk on the judging panel, um, you know, She's not got her heels on and may be in sweatpants, not tugs, not padded. But why would she though, bitch? I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that's not what she wants people to know, and that's why she flipped a bird, you know, at Utica when she said that. So it's like, if you know, you know, kind of a joke. Yeah, but also, uh, uh, it was a good joke. It was was her only good joke. Yeah, it was funny. Um, And to be honest, Utica said, while like. It was to me. It was funny and not funny. It it was so the jokes were not funny. But in I also get I find humor and it makes me laugh when someone is bombing because to me it gets funny again to me because like it's like watching this person squander that shit gets hilarious and then also seeing how uncomfortable people were that shit makes me laugh too so I kind of like straddle the fence on the humor of Utica's set because I'm like it was her jokes are not funny but watching her bomb was funny to me. Well, that one was funny. And if you like seeing people bomb, you must see Pandora Box. <laughs> Let's take another call. <laughs> I love that of all people, Utica has one of these controversies because she so, tries so hard not to offend anyone. So mm. while I'm not offended, I'm living for this. 
Um, yeah, that is a that is a great point. Utica has spent a lot of the season trying not to be involved in controversy with the Bob Ross thing, and um, so yeah, it's funny that she is like the center of this like big thing now. That's so that is very ironic. I mean, I'm just just guessing because I don't know her, but you know, what if she is fake and that the all that fussing was, uh, or 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 what if she's sensitive about some things and not others? I have no idea. Um, let's take another call. I'm honestly not sure why a lot of the straight people are hating on Lil Nas X and stating that, you know, he makes music for kids. I don't think it's fair to say that he is a children's artist just because of one song he made a whole bunch of kids liked. I feel like he should be able to do what he wants. And that video was fucking iconic. That part where he goes up the pole <laughs> and comes down with them fucking braids iconic yeah i agree i agree i agree just because a lot of kids like music does not make you a fucking uh, make you a child's music artist i was like yes kids are gonna sneak and listen to whatever they want but it's still up to parents to help to if, if you don't want your kid watching something then that's your job that is not little nas and little nas x is not gonna stop making music or not making the music that he wants because he because because uh, he wants to be an idol for your kids or or or, or what like fuck fuck out of here like no that's not my job that's your job as a parent not mine I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Well, I like that he is having fun with this on Twitter, and he retweeted um, someone who had tweeted uh, obviously retweeted a tweet. So who said, how dare you, a full-grown adult, express your sexuality in your music? My five-year-old child with unlimited internet access that I never monitor might see this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was uh, funny. But, you know, he also tweeted something about he's going to have to uh, get Kirk Franklin to do a guest rap. Oh, my and, God. And, I love yeah. him. Watch, yeah, I watch, watching his tweets, you can tell that he's like this, this really feisty 21-year-old kid. I forget how young he is in my mind he's like 26 27 but he's a 21 year he's a baby yeah i mean to to speak to um it's it's not his job to uh you know worry about other people's children if he wants to express himself in this way and he wants to start a conversation about influences of the church maybe particularly in the black community that made him hate himself as 14 year old Montero when he swore that he would never come out. I do see that. And listen, I'm not responsible for everything I say at 58. So he's not responsible for the, I think you left the way you, you left the way a zero there. Oh, okay. Um, the, uh, well, I'm forgetful at my old age, but (laughs) I, uh, He's not responsible to know all the repercussions of everything, every effect that it has. But the fact is, he is a, a, an artist popular with children with a, 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 a kind of a hokey country rap hit that was beloved by children. And while he can do anything that he wants and express himself in his music, the pain that came from that, this... If I, if I will never have children, I only look pregnant. But if I had children, I may not want them to see at 10, 12, uh, you know, or younger, their favorite pop star humping the devil, um, you know, talking about cocaine, talking about shooting children in someone's mouth. Now, if he's grown up like a lot of these uh artists do that were you know disney you know uh, miley cyrus uh, uh britney spears christina aguilera there's always this like point where at first they're a bit more innocent and then the record label you know gets them to be more and more outrageous and and you know it doesn't always feel authentic to me because I'm cynical and I always look, you know, at, at what what my, who is benefiting and what might be going on. So I just I do think it I, I, I can understand how he wants to start a conversation about something that hurt him a lot. And it hurts many um, gay kids, especially in the black community. Monet said that really liberated her and resonated with her. 
But I can also see parents who were really, really turned off by it. You know, the, the church is something that people don't think about. They just subscribe to it, you know, they or subscribe to it. They, um, you know, they, they, they go to a church every week. Their parents did, their grandparents did. They give the tithe or the offering to the church. They take the communion. And if you dare to speak out against the church, they're not going to think about, oh, well, he's using this imagery. They're going to lash out at who is doing that. So while, while you know. But they do it, that anyway. Gets- these these religious, they do that anyway. But also, Bunny, there is 3-6 Mafia. They have all of these artists who are rap artists and pop artists who, who use satanic and devil imagery all the time why are you taking this moment to lash out at this black queer kid because because you don't you don't you don't you don't care about the messaging you care about his sexuality that's what you care about they don't care about any of that they care about that he's gay well also um i had never heard of those other artists or and i did not know that they so he is a higher profile than them no three six mafia was huge okay well i'm white sorry (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you know, if if he if he's gonna come out, you know, apologetically, but you know, like, you know what? The, when I saw Satan shoes on on trending, like a shoe with blood in it, a drop of blood, and and selling six hundred and sixty six pairs, you 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 gotta admit that may not start the right. Uh, the right conversation. I remember being on tour with Sharon Needles, and we went to Virginia. Oh God! Yeah, I know. Talking, speaking of the devil, and Hello. and and she had one thing where she ripped the pages out of a Bible. First, she entered in a coffin, and yes, then she ripped the pages out of the Bible. I remember that. I remember seeing videos of her. Sharon used to enter. She used to make every gig have a coffin on hand so she can get in the coffin and be in the coffin and enter. The, the, girl, that girl is so crazy. Sorry. Yeah, and I mean, this was this wasn't in West Virginia, but it was in Virginia, which is you know churchy. And she pulled all the pages out of a Bible, put it in a blender, and then drank it. And you know what? I could see people, and I heard other people, especially black people who had seen this particular act before in other cities. That just doesn't sit well with them. So I'm wondering if this conversation that that Nas uh, started. Is 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 going to be a conversation ender with some people, honey? I'm an atheist. You, you know, I know that the church has hurt gay people. You know, um, I'm I'm not I'm not sensitive about the church. I'm just saying, is it the best way to start a conversation? Yeah, let's let's take this this, this next call. First of all, the only time black people really get religious is when it's time to be homophobic. We literally praise. Three Six Mafia, oh my God, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and gave one of the motherfuckers an Oscar, and the Girl. other Grammys. <laughs> so, fuck what they gotta say. Lil Nas X is doing art. He's doing his thing. Fuck that. They just mad cause he gay. Hello, Vinny. Absolutely. Also, your art, your avatar is very cute. I don't know if you live in New York, but like, what's good? Like, maybe we can go for like a walk, like around Central Park, like or like in the Bronx or something. But you look very cute, Vinny. Hi. Um. Excuse me. I believe he was calling for me. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yes, a thousand percent yes to all of the things Vinny said. I couldn't agree more. Literally, yes, perfect. I want to read a tweet that Lil Nas retweeted. I'm going to get my Mark of the Beast vaccine passport. Then I'm going to buy some of Lil Nas's Satan shoes and eat devil's food cake. Then have some deviled egg. Then post some wicked looking snakes. Uh, I, I uh, d- did I leave anything out? I thought that was cute. But here's he a Christian. A here's a, a, a Christian take. Um Let's see. Oh well, let's take a question because I'll be. I'm going to be look, looking for this. I'm looking. Okay, for let it. me. T- let's play this one. I want to say that I'm here for it because it's like a big f you to all the things that they said about us. What's going to happen to us when we're gay? But I'm not going to act like I didn't throw some holy water at my phone because you know in the black community, you know we don't play them games. But I'm here for it. I support it. And, and so when you say you threw some holy water on your phone, does that mean that you were wincing a little bit? Like that you yeah. were, you know, like you think it's a good conversation, but it's a lot? 
Yeah, and I I, I I identify with this caller. Uh, thank you, Patrick. I identify with that. I feel like I watched a video and I was like, oh, bitch, you better work. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, because, you know, all habits die hard. And I did grow up in the church and I was part of a, a traveling church choir that we, uh, you know, because of that choir, I was able to travel and see the world and perhaps have bigger dreams and aspirations because of that church choir. But... You know, it's hard to, when you grow up in that doctrine, it's hard to break free from that. And even though I am so uh, uh, liberated from organized religion and all that stuff, watching the video, I could, I still feel myself being like, ooh, girl, this is a bit much. But I'm still in the same time. I'm like, bitch, you better work. Wait, so you identified with this caller and you wanted to fuck the last caller? Uh, what's going on yes. here, darling? Is this a chat show <laughs> or a grinder? <laughs> my God, you are a whore. You're you're the oh my god. So here is what uh, someone else tweeted. Um, I didn't catch the name, but it seems like an older black guy. My son watched the video and turned to me and asked, "Dad, does Lil Nas X suck so bad he has to use Satan for sales?" I couldn't lie to my little man and told him the truth. Yes, he does, son. It was the real one of the realest moments of my life. Now, listen, Twitter is full of bots and trolls, and obviously the right wing and the Christian, you know, uh, people. I mean, are, are out to get him. So this could not even be a black guy who doesn't even have a son. But I mean, as the last caller indicated, you know, uh, you know, someone else said God will have the last word, and it comes uh, when it comes to Lil Nas. It just hits people in a place. And so, listen, if it hits people in a place that makes them have an uncomfortable conversation, I'm all here for it. I just hope that the conversation, maybe Lil Nas wants his audience to grow up with him. And he also dropped some lyrics in another song that hinted that he was a bottom, which I have not ever heard any artist say. I come from the day where you didn't even come out as gay. You came out as bisexual because you didn't want the 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 the, the stigma of even being gay. So mm -hmm, I've never heard mm -hmm. anyone say, say that. Talk about there's there. I'm gay, and here's you know my sexual um, p position. Yeah, I mean, so which, uh, yeah, you don't. I mean, what you hear, uh, you know, the uh, WAP. Uh, wet ass pussy you hear little kim talking about all the things she wants to do on a dick and what she will do with a dick today tonight tomorrow next year next month next week so it is this is kind of something we haven't heard in mainstream pop is a guy being like i'm going to ride his fucking dick and stroke my dick till i nut into it right into his mouth like we don't we have not heard this it is uncharted waters so um i'm i'm like bitch you better fucking work well, I mean, you know, you know, I I love nasty stuff, and my own act is nasty, but I'm not really performing it on his no, level. No, it's not bunny. It's not nasty. Him. It's not nasty. It's disgusting. Oh, okay. I mean, do you, do you know Candace Owens, the Republican firebrand oh, who jumps into God. every controversy? I mean, she little Nas got into it. And she tweeted, oh, this is rough. We've turned George Floyd, a criminal drug addict, into an icon. We are promoting Satan shoes to wear on our feet. We've got Cardi B named as Woman of the Year, but we're convinced it's white supremacy that's keeping black America behind. Then he clapped back at her and she said, you successfully got used by corporations to help further destroy our youth, congratulations on being a pawn in a game you likely don't even understand. Now, I'm going to tell the truth. When I saw this, I said exactly what I said earlier. I'm glad if he can lash out at the church, if it's made him feel horrible and like he can never come out and he made a pact to himself at 14. But whenever I see a launch this big, complete with blood drops in the 666 pairs of shoes by a company that just put out sneakers with holy water. I just can't wonder if, if nothing, and I agree within Candace's, the first part of her tweet, but I wonder if Lil Nas, 21 year old, and his desire to, to grapple with this was not, um, 
milked by his record company, his PR company, a shoe company that had used religious imagery before. I mean, Madonna had used religious imagery in a way that I felt was very, very empty. You know, like it was like the Like a Prayer video and it was like, oh, she she gets molested or something and then um, a, a black Jesus goes to jail. And I was like, what are you really trying to say here? It's like, you're just trying to like cash in on some, you know, ooh, controversy that will split everyone between religious and non-religious, left and right, you know, uh, more uh, open-minded gays and more traditional, you know, religious gays who might, you know, be, be bugged by this. I, I don't know. What do you think, Monet? Um... I mean, I think what Ken, what Candace Owens is trying to get at the basis of what she's trying to say, obviously, with all the racial without all the racial shit, is about capitalism. And was the was his record label, his management company, Nike, were they all behind this because they saw it as a way to make dollars? Absolutely. But I mean, that is <laughs> we live in a capitalistic as fuck society. I mean, I mean, I think it. I think this is putting money in his pocket. And yes, uh, uh, um, it is divisive, but. Uh, politics makes everything divisive. They have, they make everything becomes this huge political statement, whether we want to or not. Like they, they literally, they take some of the most mundane things that artists do and make it a a, a, a political thing, left versus right. They do it for everything. So I don't see anything. I mean, at that same token, then I then then I shouldn't sell merch. I shouldn't sell my keychains. I shouldn't sell memorabilia from Drag Race. Uh, 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 the booklet that I used to write to to make my notes for Maya Angelou. Like I shouldn't I shouldn't sell those things because I, I don't uh, think you should. I, I didn't enjoy any of them. I don't think you should sell anything. <laughs> Like that again? I mean, it was that they were flops. I mean, why bother, really? You, you, you know, I mean, listen. I, 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 of course, I sell T-shirts and you know tickets to shows as well. But there is there is a little bit of difference when you're you using a like a slap in the face to someone's you know to many people's religion, um, and you're and you're tying it to gay stuff in such an inflammatory way. So that's not just selling records or tickets. It's like a really, um, I mean, listen, I don't know what went on in those meetings with the, the marketing team. So it's all conjecture. But I just wonder if they did not seize upon this as a way to make hay and divide people. And as I said on Ebony and Irony, I don't hear anybody talking about the song. I hear them talking about their religion, the shoes, um, the video, but not the song. This and, is true. This is true. When I heard the song, I thought, you know, I didn't really like Old Town Road. I was like, oh, rap and country. Uh, hmm, I can't, <laughs> I can't really imagine the rap fans that are going to like the country part, and I can't really imagine the country fans that are going to like the rap part. But hey, I'm old. What do I know? So you know, it's it's about current taste. And I just thought, wow, it's not really to me like the most exciting song. So I just thought, is that the kind of song where you lay on this intense marketing, controversial push? Yeah, I feel that. Let's take, a, we have like a bunch of calls coming. Let's take another another call uh, here. Okay, listening to this conversation, I'm just going to, I'm just going to insert the little Bob that is in my head, little Bobism. You <laughs> can do or say whatever you want to do. Just be ready for the repercussions. Well, that guy—I I don't know if it's all about Utica or Lil Nas, but it works for both. You can you can make a, a music video about whatever you want. You just have to be ready for the repercussion. I think that honestly, by his Twitter clapbacks and retweets, I think Lil Nas has thought about this, and his team probably prepared him like this is probably going to get crazy because he seems, <laughs> in my mind, he's saying all the right things in my in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, as I agree with that caller, and as much as I hate to say it because I don't want any Bob in this podcast, well said, 
Bobism. Um, you know, may, may I weigh in on behalf of the older white drag community and share something uh, written by on Facebook by Coco Peru, an older yeah. white drag queen? If anything, Nas has shined a light on all the hypocrisy, and from that perspective, he's doing God's work. It reminds me of my monologue of finally going to hell after having the time of my life. And, you know, someone else commented, being raised a Pentecostal Christian, I was one of those scared of going to hell for being who I am. After hearing you talk about it like that, gave me a whole new perspective on what we believed. Funny how we go through life torturing ourselves with a lot of the BS we've been fed since kids. And you know what? I That's great. That's, that's the desired effect that I hope that Nas wanted, you know? Yeah, yeah. We only have a few more minutes, so let's take another call. This is from Alex Soto. For some reason, that name sounds so familiar. I know him. I know right? Him. Uh, he sounds familiar. Hello, Alex. Big fan. I think the current PC climate is going to destroy comedy. And I grew <laughs> up with, like, Sower Silverman, Lisa Lampanelli, like, all about how you frame a joke and leading up to the punch and saying something you don't expect and that's what made it funny and irreverent comedy and the comedy central roast um uh, that's what everybody was there for they were there to get made fun of and there was nothing off limits and i think that's what made it great and i think it's the the youth culture now that is being sensitive to everything and acting like a victim or wanting to be a victim for that matter. Well, I agree with you, honey, but I'm one of those that tells, I'm one of the, tell, the ones that tells all the appropriate, inappropriate jokes. So, I mean, as I said, yeah, on whether, the, whether they're funny or not. And most of the times they're not. <laughs> I mean, so now often a comedian will open their set. And if they are visibly different from the rest of the audience, or they have some, you know, characteristic about themselves, like if it's a person of color in front of a mainly white audience, if it's someone who is fatter than everyone else like me, yeah. <laughs> I'm not better than everyone. I will make a fat just most, joke. Just, 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 just most people. Yeah. I will make a fat joke just to get the audience on my side so that they know that, hey, I know it. I'm there to have a good time. I want to fuck around and read myself, read everybody else. But nowadays, if I tell a joke like, um, oh shit, I'm going to have to remember it again. Um, I, I, went to, I went to the doctor and uh, he said, your cholesterol is so high. I said, what should I do? He said, um, don't eat anything fatty. I said, oh, you mean like burgers or bacon? He said, no. I mean, don't eat anything fatty. And the crowd, <laughs> I mean, I've told that joke for years, but um, the crowds will now sometimes gasp at me making a fat joke about myself. I don't so think, I I, I, I don't, I don't think that. that's why they're gasping, honey. Oh, you think it's my breath? It wasn't yeah. an intimate venue. It may be the halitosis. But, but yeah, I mean, a roast is supposed to be evil humor. And, you know, it's like, it's like you know, not everyone is going to have got mixed clothes. Not everyone is going to be good at a roast because roast humor is especially mean. It's, right. you know, insult comedy. It's yeah. not like, you know, and, and Utica is naturally funny, you know, with her, you know, goofy... You know, thing, wiggle but, to the top. You know, wiggle, wiggle to the top. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was, but yes, okay. Uh, the 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 yeah. If if that's her way of being funny, the show you know pushes the queen's boundaries and gets them to do things, impersonating so and so that they would never really do in their real act, and that they feel you know uncomfortable with. But it, maybe it evens all out with the different challenges, with some excelling in wardrobe, some excelling in themes, yeah. some excelling yeah. in you know roasts, and some excelling in singing. You know, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. You mentioned when we were discussing this on the podcast that um, 
she was supposed to make Utica was supposed to make a joke about someone else, and it bombed, and she just said, "Oh no!" You're and uh, during 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 the, during the snatch game, she was bombing really hard during snatch game, and she and like she made a joke about some Bob Ross shit that that was didn't land. It was very flat, and then she just goes, um, hey, "Well, pork chop is fat." And it was like, it wasn't even a joke. She was just like making this observation about this poor fat bitch that got eliminated first. Like, Pork Chop was like, oh my God. Well, at the same time, her name is Pork Chop. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm a Which friend. I heard it was I'm your first friend. choice, but it was taken, so you had to go with the Lady Bunny. I, I'm a friend of Pork Chop's drag mother, the late, great Carmela Marcella Garcia, who was very, very. Uh, mm, Plus size, and um, both of them love to make fun of themselves. If you ask Carmela, uh, "What's up?" she'd say, "My cholesterol." (laughs) Girl, is 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 my name Carmela? (laughs) Because I have this. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Wow, so you're making fun of black people with high cholesterol. This is uh, getting this podcast is taking a really dark turn. Only if they're Satan worshippers. Lady Buntry. Yes, ma'am. We, I think if, if they do Bridgerton season two, you should audition as Lady Buntry. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Lady well, I think, I think Lady Buntry the on tr- the gaping hole. Yeah, and I think you should audition for the troll under the Bridgerton. I mean, if they if they had big dicks on that under that Bridgerton, I'll be I'll be gladly be the fucking troll, bitch. Okay, little Nas. You were a great guest. <laughs> no. Call me Big Nas, mama. I'm Big oh. Nas. <laughs> yes. No apologizing for fat jokes. You have offended me. With a fat joke because I struggle to lose weight and to know that there are monsters out there who only see me as a fat pig and not as a wonderful person. No, Bunny, we don't only see you as a fat pig. We see you as a fat bitch, too. Okay. Pig in a Wig Productions. <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode and um yeah we hope you guys enjoyed it oh ooh, please 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 subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. make sure you subscribe there and leave reviews there i know we say do it everywhere else but apple Podcasts is especially important because the more you guys like and subscribe it and leave reviews the higher we trend on their podcasts yes and <laughs> my advanced age being trendy is essential to my well-being. That's yes. what my therapist on Better Help said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bunny. And I can't wait to chat with you again. Oh, my week is going to be filled with glee waiting to talk to you again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>